Zachy, baby. <laughs> what Talk up, to me. Coupe? How are we doing? Uh, we're back. Uh, man, you were just glowing after a uh, after a Kansas City, Missouri went. Missouri, born and bred, lived there for eighteen years. Uh, I mean, I, I can tell. How? I mean, no, 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 I mean, I can tell that you're Show happy me. that they Show won. Me. I can, I can Show tell me you're how. happy. Show me that Kansas City won the Super Bowl. Yeah, they did, and I'm a big fan with Patrick Mahomey. He's your homie. <laughs> I guess if there ever is a time to jump on a bandwagon, it's oh, I'm now. here. I'm here, baby. Let's roll. Chiefs Nation forever. No, you we're both on doing the Tomahawk Chuck, baby. <laughs> we're both undeniably Cowboys fans. Yeah, uh, we are. We are. But, but I, I can claim them. You, you can. can. You claim the Chiefs, man. I'm happy I'm for you. I'm here for I it. I was cheering for them. Also, but I'm not going to jump on the bandwagon. Of course, but we um, were at an incredible Super Bowl party. I was going to say, yeah, we were at a Super Bowl party. There was tons of food there. Tons. Just some good old gummies. Oh, pizza. Oreos. I was going to say that. Beverages. Yep. Such as soda, LaCroix, water. Suckers. Uh, yeah, I think I didn't have any of those. You didn't have a sucker? I didn't. Dude, come on. But but there were some snacks undeniably missing from this party, were there, there not? Oh, I noticed. There was a big gaping hole yeah. in the table. And it was it was the chips and dips that I was chips really missing. Chips and dips. There was that is chips. what I go to parties for. It's how good your dip. Yes. <laughs> if there isn't good dip, I'm going to dip. I'm you know what dip. I mean? I'm, I'm out of there. <laughs> I'm going to drop the chip and lose my grip and dip. Lost, yeah. I was about, <laughs> so I'm trying to say it. Lose your grip. And, yeah. Hit a dip and lose hit your grip. Hit a dip and lose your grip. Anyways, <laughs> they, they had some great options there, but they were missing the chips and dip. Specifically, everyone's favorite dip, guacamole. Exactly. And, and Zach, I've tried quite a few guacamoles in my life. Me too. And none are more mediocre than the one that you've made. Thank you. Zach, you're known for the guacamole that you I am. I have a following. Do you do you want to just kind of give the title of what you call your guac? It's called Daddy's Guac. Rightfully so. Rightfully so. It's so good. And give us the Genesis story, because I remember walking in on you on just the second time that you'd ever made it. The second time I ever made it, I had gone and gotten me a bag of avocados, and mm-hmm. I was like, I'm just going to try and make some guac. So I cut open this avocado, I squeeze all the inside out into a bowl, and I mash it up with and a And you fork. took out the seed, or... Well, yeah, yeah, okay, I took that. Yeah. Mash it up with a fork, and then I eat it, and I'm like, wow, guac is actually horrible. <laughs> but I'm like, no, it's not. No, it's not. You it's like good. guacamole. I'm like, what am I missing? And so I go to the pantry, and I open it up. I'm First like, of all, mm-hmm. just clarify, he's missing a lot of things. The only thing in the bowl right now is a smushed avocado. <laughs> I don't want you to think that we we missed a step. No, like he literally has just mushed an avocado in a bowl. But keep on. So You're I in go, the pantry. <laughs> I go in there. I'm like, what do we have? Brown sugar? No. Soy sauce? No. Chick-fil-A sauce? No. No. Salt. Okay. And so I grab the salt and just start just grinding the salt in there. Just. That's exactly what we wanted yeah. to hear, Coop. And it's just covered in salt now. Okay. And so I stir like, it up. Like a, were you like, a, this might be too much? Or were you like, this yeah, is. Yeah, I was a little nervous. Yeah. Okay. It, it would have lasted a while. <laughs> it was preserved. Fresh. That was, was preserved. preserved. Yeah. And so I, I dipped my chip in there and I was like, wow, this is so mediocre. And at that time you walk in. Yeah. And I was like, hey, man. He's like, what are you making? I was like, hey, you want some daddy's guac? <laughs> and I said, of course I'd want some of that. So, uh, yeah, I walked over. I took a bite and I said, welcome to the Next Generation Leader Podcast, where we believe great leaders are listeners, especially during their youth. Good leaders learn from their successes and mistakes, but great leaders learn from the successes and mistakes of those who go before them. I'm your host, Zach Funderburg, here with my co-host, Coop McCullough. Coop, how we feeling? I'm feeling great, Zach. It's good to be here with you in the new studio. The new studs. Same as all, just with a new rug. There's a brand Brand new rug and my feet are just cozy. It's, soft. it's cozy. cozy. Well, speaking of cozy, 
We have a guy from Southwest Airlines. Which is a cozy plane to fly in. Cozy plane to fly. I see what you did there. We have Rob Hahn, who is the director of their social care team. Mm. Now, social care is the umbrella of social media, of customer service, of dealing with people, the relationship between Southwest Airlines and people. Yeah. But specifically, we're talking to Rob today about the power of social media and Mm -hmm. finding your specific voice for your company. Yeah. I thought it was fascinating. It was. There was a ton that I hadn't necessarily thought about with social media. Yeah. And we were talking about on the way to the interview of just the power of social media to really suck you into this endless black hole of scrolling. That's hard to get out. Yeah. And, and you know, like a lot of people to now, nowadays will talk about um, just how social media is forever. And when you post something like it doesn't go away. And I feel like our generation has kind of always grown up with that understanding. Like there's, there's a lot more, I think, cautiousness from millennials as they're posting, whether they're doing things that like shouldn't be on social media they probably are not posting it as much or they're posting it in a way that it will go away, like a story or, or something like that. Whereas now I think the new problem that we've seen arise is just the amount of time that's being wasted on social media. There's so many platforms, there's so much media to consume that there's not a regulator to what people are consuming. So it's, they're wasting hours, right? We find ourselves just scrolling and we'll like, look up and be like, what are we doing? Literally. Like we're wasting our lives just scrolling on social media on the, just the two dimensional screen that will never get us from point A to point B, never allow us to accomplish our dreams. Right. And there's value to, to so seeing much. things that other people are doing, but there has to be a transition, right? It's wasting time. It's breeding just jealousy, anxiety. We're so some of the most depressed people, the yes. depressed generation, and it's because we're envious of the the scroll of what right. We're we seeing. just see the highlight reels of other people's lives and compare it to us sitting there scrolling and think, "Why is this my life?" Right. And something Rob talked about was the authenticity of being able to connect with your customer and being able to meet them where you're at, because that is a problem with our society. We're putting up a face of what we want people to see, rather than the realness of our lives and we're scrolling and scrolling and in a way we've gone to combat that is Apple's provided for us a a screen time aspect to the settings on your phone. You can set app limits and set passwords. We have each other's passwords. We can't go past a certain amount of time daily on social media because it's consuming our lives. It's addicting. Yeah, we've realized we've had to set limits because it's too hard to just stop. Like every once in a while, we'll walk in on another one of our roommates or each other or whatever. And it's just you see them in the endless Facebook video scroll. Right. And it's like you're like, hey, what's up? And there's just no response. Yeah, and that's the phone zone. That's what we call the phone zone. Yeah. Don't enter the phone zone. It, it, social media, we don't don't get us wrong. It's powerful. There's such a there's such a valuable aspect to it. Yeah, we have this episode on here because we want to help people know. Hey, this is powerful. You have a business. If you if you're wanting to just brand yourself, if you're wanting yeah. to go out like the the bucketless family. There's a whole career nowadays based on people's lives being posted on social media. Yeah, and we don't want to suppress that. But well, we want to say, be careful. Absolutely. Because it will consume your life and you'll you'll waste time on this earth because yeah. it's, you're, you're not on here long. Right. You're not here long and it doesn't go with you. So Rob just is helping us out, finding our voice. What does it look like? What did it look like for Southwest Airlines to find their unified voice as a company? Yeah. How are we going to contact our customers? How are we going to interact with them? And I think it's helpful to find yours as well. Right. What are you wanting to portray to your followers, man? This is who I am. This is what it is. Yeah. Sitting in the facade of the perfectness of my life. This is me. This is where we're at. Right. So I think there's two lenses to listen to this interview through is the, how do I incorporate this in my own personal social media? And then whatever you're running for your business, whatever social media platform that looks like, I think there's value to finding a voice to both of those things. Right. It's amazing. Rob uh, provides some incredible insight. And I think there's a lot to benefit from this episode. Uh, Thank you. And also, we got to go around Southwest Airlines headquarters. Yes. And that was another awesome aspect. It was so cool. Like, 
it, we just we felt like we shouldn't belong there, you know. Like we just like we felt like we were walking with like our dad at work, right. it's like bring your kid to work yeah, day yeah. kind of thing. It was so uh, cool. But there was this. Uh, they just have some incredible things, and in the way that they uh, just work with their staff and get excited about holidays, like Halloween and stuff like that, was truly cool to see. It was really cool. It just makes you love the brand even more. Literally, and that's what social media can do for you as well. But without further ado, Mr. Rob Hahn. Rob, thanks so much for being with us and being on. I'm excited to get to talk to you about what you love doing and what you get to do here at Southwest Airlines. So start by just introducing yourself. How did you get to where you are and what are you up to here at Southwest Airlines? Sure. Um, anybody that knows me knows that I love aviation and that started literally, um, I can't even remember when I started liking it as a right. kid. Um, my dad took me to the airport when I was growing up. I loved traveling. So as the Early on, I said, I want to work for the airline. Um, so fast forward, went to Dallas Baptist University, got my degree in marketing. Um, right about that time, 9-11 happened. So mm-hmm. I thought, uh-oh, there goes my chances to get a career in aviation. So luckily, by 2002, Southwest Airlines was hiring. Mm-hmm. So I was able to join this great company. And here, almost 18 years later, I've been able to serve in many different capacities right. um, here on in our corporate campus. That's amazing. Before you get into what you actually do, talk about what it was like working uh, through an airline post 9-11. Like 9-11 was pretty fresh. What was it like? What was the buzz around this it place? It was very, very interesting. Um, what's crazy to think in 2002, Southwest was the only airline hiring employees. Mm-hmm. So that was a total blessing um, right there. Um, and it was just uh, kind of very unstable. Um, There's a lot of uncertainty of what was going to happen next. So um, luckily, fast forward a few years, the economy came back. Um, people were flying again and traveling right. again. So things got got a lot better um, several years after that. That's awesome. So talk about what you do here. What is your specific role? And then kind of how has it evolved from when you first started it to where it is now? So I currently work in our customer relations and rapid awards department. That's basically our escalation for customer service department. Been there all of these years, um, all 18 years in different capacities. Um, I currently work on our projects team. Um, we focus on any project that impacts the customer um, and our department customer relations. My focus is our social care team. So I had the honor of helping start that team back in 2011. Only three employees on the team answering customers on Facebook and Twitter. And now we've grown to a team of tons of representatives answering customers 24-7 on our social channels. That's so cool. Before we kind of get into what it is, how did you come to the name social care? Because I feel like a lot of people have social media, like our our Outlook team, our social media team. But I feel like social care is something that it really just embodies the mission of Southwest Airlines of caring for your customers. So what was the thought process behind social care? Yeah, there there was a lot of thought behind it. And there was also thought about where should we house this team? Should it be in communications? Should it be in marketing? Um, So we knew our customer relations team are the best best team members to assist our customers. And Southwest Airlines, as you know, we're known for taking care of our customers. We're known for heart. We have a heart in our logo. Mm -hmm. Um, So care was a natural natural way to call the team social care. Yeah, that's awesome. So the mission of Southwest Airlines, I kind of have it written down here, is the mission of Southwest Airlines is a dedication to the highest quality of customer service delivered with a sense of warmth, friendliness, individual pride, and company spirit. So within your department, how do you embody the mission? What does it look like for the social care team to provide this customer service? service that that Southwest Airline is known for. So our mission is to be that one stop one stop shop for service for our customers. Um, and 
creating the social care team, we know how customers have different preferences. So some might want to call us on the telephone. Some might want to email us. So opening the social channel was just another place um, for our customers to contact us at. Um, and with social media, just the grand scheme of things, we want to be where our customers are. Mm -hmm. So our customers are on these channels. So we want to make sure Southwest is there with them. So um, in customer relations, we just want to make sure we're taking care of our customers, mm -hmm. giving them that one-stop service, not having to refer them to other departments um, to assist with their problems. So we're able to take care of them That's pretty good. fast. Yeah. I love what you said about being where your customers are at. I think that goes for anything. But in this kind of new era of the connection between customers, companies, customers, and athletes, superstars – the the idea of social media allows people to feel connected to those brands. And that's kind of what you get to do is to connect, use social media to connect with your clients or your customers. So talk about that kind of Southwest online voice, the unification of this is Southwest Airlines. This is what we sound like. This is who we are. Talk about that a little bit. Sure. So back in 2014 is when our marketing team, we actually rebranded the airline. You probably noticed a new logo, um, new aircraft livery on the planes. So with that, we came up with some terminology that kind of focus on what our brand is about. Our brand is modern. Our brand is bold. Sometimes we're provocative. We're mm -hmm. smart. We're human. So when we started our team and started growing our team, we realized wow, we really need to have one concise voice when we're talking to our customers on mm -hmm. social. Um, it's funny, we started with just three people. Everybody was kind of doing the same thing, but when we quickly grew, we saw some folks might be using hashtags or using right. emojis, different things, and um, that really wasn't in line. So that's when we actually um, we developed what we call our Southwest voice. Mm -hmm. So using those um, terms, the bold, the modern, different things from marketing, we applied that now to our Southwest voice online. So when you look at our social channels, you can see we're having fun with our customers. Right. Um, some, some issues are a lot more serious. You know, we're assisting customers that had problems during their travel. So we know when to adjust our tone mm -hmm. and to work um, work with the customers. So that's one thing we really take pride in. It's not robotic. It's yeah. more we're having a conversation with our customers. Yeah. Talk about the provocative side. What does it look like for you to be provocative on social media or kind of play with your customers or yeah. just make them it's and have fun? It's definitely having fun. I mean, if you look at our Twitter feed, for example, we've created um, several gifts of our employees, you know, mm -hmm. making different gestures and fun things. Um, that's our employees on the line, such as flight attendants, pilots. We also have some of our social care team members featured in those. So mm -hmm. that's um, really fun to share those with our customers. That's so cool. You kind of have a four-step equation or, or issue, or problem solving. When you get a call or when you, you're dealing with a, a, a client, especially through social media, you have one, welcome the customer, two, finding out what the problem is, three, researching the problem, and four, giving them the resolution they need to continue forward. Talk about that. How did y'all come to that? And how does it play into the use of social media to connect with your customers. Right. In recent years, we've been really big on what we call a Southwest hospitality. Mm -hmm. So just like when you invite somebody over to your house, you want to welcome them, greet them, see how they're doing, um, see what's going on with them. So that's that's how we treat our customers, whether right. it's face-to-face, -face, whether it's over social, whether it's over the telephone. So um, following that pattern um, really gives us the best results. You know, when working with our customers, our department, we're focused on solving problems that may arise with our customers. So using that approach really helps us engage with our customers and that's awesome. help them. Yeah, that's great. Talk in, and kind of dive into <clears throat> Southwest hospitality. So I feel like hospitality is kind of a word that's thrown around, but it's like, we're not in the hotel business, so we're not going to do hospitality. They, they'll, they'll take care of everybody. We're just going to get people from this city to this city. 
and and then once they get there, they can check into their hotel. So talk about what Southwest hospitality is or, and how does it play into it? It's funny. A lot of people, you know, we're known as an airline, but we, we always say we're known as a people company and we right. just happen to fly planes. So I think from our founding, our launch in 1971, we've always been all about the people. Mm-hmm. And our big philosophy has been taking care of your employees. And those employees are then going to take care of your customers. So that's um, where we really underscore um, the Southwest hospitality and taking care of our customers. Yeah. So it starts with taking care of your employees, right. your people. How do y'all do that? What does that look like? We just have the really cool thing about Southwest is we you get to be yourself. Mm-hmm. So come in, work hard, but be yourself. Have fun while you're working. Um, yeah. You can see we're very casual around here. We yeah. have a casual dress code and the philosophy philosophy behind that was you're going to work better if you're comfortable. So right. why not um, have a relaxed dress code? So just so many things related around the word fun and just enjoying your work. I mean, nobody wants to come to work and just kind of dread. Um, so mm-hmm. Southwest really has that philosophy of maintaining a fun culture um, and a fun work environment to be in. And if you fly Southwest or you have ever flown Southwest, you know it's fun. Right. You just like you can't wait to get on the flights. Like the whole bags fly free. <laughs> the I can't wait to see the flight attendants, the, the pilot. I can't wait to be with the people because the people are what make the difference, right. and which I think is so cool. It's cool to see that that culture stems from our headquarters mm. all the way to Hawaii, to our different yeah. airports, you know, all over the country. We're able to spread that and still have that same, those core values and culture. Yeah, and it's contagious too. And, and the provocative spirit of the social media will play off into the, the customers. And then it's just a fun environment right. to be in. So talk about hospitality from a social media standpoint. What is the power of a hospitable social media, one? And then two, how do you create that? So with that um, is having the tools. So the reason why we housed social care in our customer relations department is because these representatives have the tools to assist our customers. So whether it's a baggage issue, maybe something with your frequent flyer account, these um, these representatives can help these customers. So one, it's having those tools and being ready to assist the customer. Two is listening to the customer. We've all kind of probably had those experiences where you might be telling your problem and you feel like the person on the other end is not actually listening to you. Um, So big key there is listening Mm -hmm. and also being knowledgeable about um, what you're working with the customer on. So we definitely train our employees. They they know all of our system, all of the tools and know how to serve that customer. Mm. Talk about how it creates a loyal customer. Because I feel like a lot of times there's you 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 like a brand, Mm -hmm. you you will use them again, but there's some people that are just I will not fly anything other than Southwest Airlines. Talk about the loyalty of one social media and just the hospitality mentality. And I think that loyalty stems back to our culture. So our customers have seen that we can be ourselves, we can have fun, um, and we can also, you know, look at the entire situation. If they have something that happened, we look at the full situation and there might've been a situation where our employees could have done something better to help mm-hmm. this customer. So I'm definitely looking at all sides of the situation to help our customers. And I think they see that and they feel that um, when they're interacting with us and they feel it's a more human experience right. versus I'm just getting on a plane. I'm going from point A to point right. B. It's much more than that. And I think, do you have, this is totally thrown in your curveball and you don't have to answer yeah. if you don't have one, but do you have a story uh, from your time working at Southwest where a Southwest employee has just gone above and beyond 
of not just getting someone from point A to point B, but instead they made a moment or something they'll never forget, or like someone forgot their bag or something and they flew it to them. Do you have any stories we about actually, that? We actually have one you can probably find online. Um, it was under the hashtag rescue the dress. Huh. So I may not have the details right as I can remember, but a customer um, had left their wedding dress or their wedding dress didn't get to them. And I think they were um, somewhere in the Caribbean. So we had this whole, um, our social media team got the inquiry. We worked with our communications team to reach out to the airport where the dress was and we were able to have somebody fly with the dress and get it to this customer that was about to get married in the Caribbean so that was just one of so many stories where we've been able to go above and beyond and help a customer on that very special special moment for them that's huge you know that they won't fly anything with Southwest after that which is so cool and it started with social media so talk about the power of social media to do that and even starting a hashtag like rescue the dress because I'm sure that got so many people buzzing about it and like whoa Look at what Southwest is doing over there. How do y'all do an effective job of being in tune of what's happening in the company and then applying it to social media? So again, it's um, it's kind of giving our employees, empowering our employees to make good decisions. Mm-hmm. Um, they're trained to make decisions that benefit our customers and benefit the company. So in any of these situations, we give our employees, they don't have to ask for permission to do different things. Um, they're able to go out there, provide compensation if needed. If it is, hey, we need somebody to go try to find this dress. Let's yeah. help this customer out. They're, they're really empowered to go out and do that and help our customers. That's awesome. That is so cool. So I want to go back to the unique Southwest Airlines voice. You, how many employees do you have working in social care right now? So we have around around 30 employees now. Okay. So it's grown from three. Right. And so how do you keep the accountability of this is our voice, this is what we're going to say, this is what we're going to sound like without faltering or having somebody kind of one-off? What does the training process look like? So with this, um, one really cool thing is how we've handled the hiring on the social care team. So we've hired from within our department. Um, So anybody that's on social care has already worked either on our email channel or a telephone channel. Um, So on those channels, they're able to quickly learn our policies, procedures. Um, They're able to learn how to actually talk to our customer, whether it's phone or email. Because now once you get on social media, you're now talking to millions of people. Mm. Everybody can see your response to customers. So um, we've had really good experience training up through the department, then moving the folks to our social care team. We also, um, we do routine, you know, we're checking the responses, making sure they're again, the representative is knowledgeable in what they're telling the customer. Are they doing it accurately? Are they following our Southwest voice? Mm. Um, So we do have team leaders that do coach um, and mentor our employees all throughout the process and just kind of do check-ins to make sure everything's flowing correctly. Totally. And in those cases where there may not be a response that follows our brand and it may be too provocative, we definitely, we learn about it. You know the world of social media. Oh, you learn about it Jump on things really quick. So we will definitely learn about that. Yeah, and then you grow from it. So if an issue does arise, how do you all approach that? Say something goes out that doesn't necessarily represent Southwest Airlines and doesn't give it the best look. Mm -hmm. How do you approach it from there? What does it look like to kind of not clean up the mess, but just to own it and then to, to fix the issue? So definitely first it's following up with employee, kind of getting their side, um, what happened, why they might have said what they said. Luckily, we haven't really had this situation. Right. Um, it's also, I think, in the public eyes, being real. You know, mm. if we did put something out there, we can come back and comment and say, hey, that was wrong or we shouldn't have said that. Um, and just being real, you know, in the public eyes. Mm. Um, I think quickly deleting something, not acknowledging anything, you know, could cause more chatter and conversation. So um, I think really it's being authentic yeah, in that good. public because it's such a public space and yeah, so many eyes Everyone on sees it. 
That's the talk about kind of the dangers, the kind of pitfalls of social media, because that is something that you once Southwest Airlines press post, it's there and everyone sees it. So kind of talk about the dangers and how you need to be careful when you use social media. But it's also such a powerful platform. Yeah, it's, it's being careful and again, being authentic. I mean, some customers they might want to keep their their situation. We usually try to take it to a private message, right. um, but they may not want to. So they'll keep it in the public eye because some some cases they might want other people looking at that. Mm. Um, so again, it's just um, trying to do the right thing, doing right by the customer. That's what we try to do. Yeah. So just and keeping it out there. If they want to keep it public, we can keep it public and. It usually shows that we're doing, you know, doing the right thing by the customer. Yeah, that's great. I'm going to put you in a hypothetical, Rob. I'm coming to you as a company, maybe a young airline, just a young, a young business. And I'm saying we need a social media. We need to connect with our customers. We need to uh, amp it up a little bit. What are you telling them? What's your advice to a young business trying to start a social media? So the key is um, being authentic. Um, I've said this before, being out there, honest with your customers when you're working with them is really the best thing. What we've talked about before is developing that voice. What is your company's brand? What mm-hmm. is it represented in the world of social media? So having your voice aligned with all of your representatives that are out there talking to your customers and then staffing the team to be available um, when your customers need you. So it might be a normal business that's just eight to five. That's fine. If it is a transportation business such as ours, we need to be available 24-7. So mm-hmm. being available for your customers when they need you is um, really key. Right. What was the uh, process behind creating Southwest Voice? If I, I'm, we're still in the same hypothetical. I'm trying to find my voice. Mm-hmm. What am I looking for? How do I pull the voice out of my company? So we looked at, um, you know, we have a mission statement. We have core values. We looked at all of those um, and what we kind of profess to the public, what Southwest Airlines right. is. So we pulled those back and wanted to mirror that in our responses. So we even looked at what are other airlines saying in their responses and how do they represent their brand? Do these other companies represent their brand? And what does that look like for Southwest Airlines? So mm-hmm. that's uh, we actually held workshops um, to do that and work yeah. with our representatives and kind of train them on this is how. You know, we present ourselves on social media. That's great. And then talk about the time, the twenty four seven, because it's always running. Your flights are always going. Your your social media is always up. Do y'all have people in different time zones, or or how do we keep it going all the time? So our staff is here in Dallas, Texas, um, but we do uh, we operate twenty four seven. We have just a few folks overnight because right now we do not have overnight flights. But um, having that, pretty much we stack up in the morning because, you know, morning is a busier time. When California wakes up, that right. gets to be a busier time for us. So just staffing out the employees um, to cover cover that time there. Gotcha. So kind of out of the corporate, out of the business spectrum, you're talking to a college student about just simply social media. What would you tell that college student, not necessarily to boost your brand, to get your name out there, but being careful on social media, the power of social media, what what effect does it have on people as the social media guru in the corporate world? What is the effect social media has on people either psychologically or even just professionally that you have to be careful of or it can help you a lot? What does that look like? To me, what's kind of crazy with social media is now everybody everybody has a voice and now everybody has influence. Whether right. you have two followers or you have 200,000, it's just um, how are you going to use your voice? How are you going to use your influence on these channels? Um, and also knowing everything is going to stay with you. You can't mm. 
hit delete and it's gone forever. So right. um, for the college folks, watch out um, what you're posting you know, yeah. on those early days because eventually you're going to roll into the business world. So you want right. to make sure um, that you're representing yourself and your brand um, uh, well. Hmm. Talk about that, your brand. The individual, we talked about the voice of Southwest Airlines. Mm-hmm. What would you say to a, a person, just their personal social media, the, the finding their brand or making sure their brand is, is healthy or is a, a positive brand? It's pretty much um, what you what you want to make of it, um, just being out there and representing kind of what your passions are, what you're interested in. I think that's me. Check out my Twitter account. I'm always talking about airlines and aviation right. and all that good stuff. So it's, to me, just representing um, what you value, what you're interested in. Mm. Fine. One thing on um, y'all's kind of mission in, in social media, the warm and friendly. So we know how, like, if you're on Southwest Airline and you're with a, a flight attendant, they're warm, they're friendly, they're, they're saying, calling your name um, and, and being hospitable. How does the warm and friendly atmosphere transfer over to the online spectrum where it can be very two-dimensional, can be very black and white? How do you make uh, social media warm and friendly? To me, it's all about um, having as a conversation. So mm-hmm. it's not customer ask question, I give you the answer and pretty much a form response. It's more having a conversation with our customer. Um, maybe we realize it's their birthday. Um, mm-hmm. We A lot of um, customers tweet, um, hey, it's my birthday, I'm traveling, or right. I just reached A-list status in your frequent flyer program. So instead of just ignoring those, we engage in those. They may mm-hmm. not even have a problem or have a question, um, but they're just talking about their travels. So right. we kind of engage with those um, too and just have fun with the customer. Right. So what's the balance of empowering your, sorry, empowering your your cut or your employees to have a conversation to where it's not super rigid. So whenever I get a response from Southwest Airlines that I feel like it's from a friend rather than I feel like this is an automated robot just responding to my to my message. What's kind of the balance there? This is a little much or this is a little rigid. How do y'all how do y'all balance that? It's really all about um, first of all recognizing the customer's tone. Mm-hmm. So you know there can be so many different situations happening in air travel. It's just a complicated right. um, industry to begin with. So just recognizing the tone of that customer. If they're in a playful tone, you know, we'll be playful back. Mm -hmm. If they're in a serious situation where maybe they've missed their flight and now they're missing an important event, um, we know let's recognize their tone. Let's kind of bring it down a notch, um, show them we're there for them, we care, and we're there to help them get, um, you know, their next step and help them solve the issue. So Mm -hmm. that's the big key, and we train that. Um, We did different personality training to kind of recognize when you're talking with the customer um, what their tone is, maybe even what their personality is and how um, how it's best to speak to them. Mm, that's good. I think it's just so good for the next generation of leaders and even where they're at right now to understand the power of this just new era of what it looks like to be connected because everyone, this is the most connected we've ever been as a nation, as a society, and we can feel like we're connected to, to brands, to people, to famous people that in the past we can't really get in contact with, mm-hmm. but now we have the power to interact with them and to have conversations with them, which I think is so special, so powerful, but is also can be so dangerous. So any final words just on the power of social media, on social care, anything you would say as we wrap up that? I think just keep an eye on it because it's ever-changing. I mean, every day we turn around, there's a new social platform out there. And, mm-hmm. you know, we as a company look at those and say, should Southwest Airlines be there? Mm-hmm. So again, we turn it back to, are our customers there? Do our customers right. um, engage on those channels um, to kind of decide um, if we need to be there? So that's mm-hmm. one big thing is just watching the ever-changing landscape of social mm-hmm. media. Yeah. So how do you judge if you should be on a 
platform or not. We just look at, um, is it right for our business? Does it does it make sense? Um, are our customers there? Um, is it a place where we can engage you know, on the customer service side, or is it more the communications type um, style communications there on those channels? So it's just evaluating. That's awesome. Social media is just so powerful, and I think you all handle it so well, and, and you handle your customers so well and create that warm and friendly atmosphere that you guys uh, protrude, or protrude on the plane and off the plane, which I think is so cool. But Rob, as we finish up, as we land the plane, if you were to go back, this is a question we love asking all of everybody we interview just because it, it pulls out the gems. But what advice would you give your 20-year-old self? You go back to Rob Hahn at DBU, a situation me and Cooper are at right now. What would you tell uh, 20-year-old Rob advice looking towards the future? I would um, say be open to new things. Um, I think in college, you're in your senior year, you kind of have your plan. You know what you majored in. You think you know what you want to do. But I think um, just being open to new things in your career. I came to Southwest thinking I wanted to work in marketing. Um, I quickly learned that I really liked this customer relations side of thing. And here, 18 years later, I'm still working in it. Mm -hmm. So I'd say just be open to new challenges, that things that come your way. Um, You may not like it at the beginning, but then you realize, wow, this is where I need to be. So that's a big thing. That's awesome there. Rob, thank you so much for your time. No problem. Appreciate it more than you know. Glad to be here.